glad you could join us for episode 132 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we continue our analysis of James Cameron's cyberpunk thriller, Dark Angel, starring Jessica Alba, Michael Weatherly, and Ashley Scott. And this is take two. We, we tried this the other day and uh, had some issues, so we're back again. Yeah, that is my fault. Ah, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, tonight, we're here to discuss episode 10 of season two, titled Brainiac. But before we get to that, as always, Wayne and I want to remind you that we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail via the leave voicemail tab. You can also record your own audio clip and send the MP3 as an attachment or just send us a tweet at sci-fi TV rewatch. And we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. So, uh, a lot happening in the sci-fi world. Uh, you know, next week we're going to talk about the Jessica Jones pilot episode. And, you know, if you're a fan of Amazon Prime, Netflix, uh, they're, they're putting them out fast and furious. Yeah, they are indeed. This, yeah, this was a big couple days. We got Jessica Jones and uh, Man in the High Castle both released on the same day. Um, Hemlock Grove, about the... Uh, two weeks before that so right now you've been watching hemlock grove right yeah i haven't uh started season three yet uh i might you know well the idea was i think before i, I was going to attack it maybe over thanksgiving break but now i'm kind of into uh, man the high castle so you know Oh no! Yeah, and, and you and I have both seen the first two episodes, and uh, you know I'm just not a binger, so that it, it's going to take me a while to plow through that. But it's really good, and, and it, you know I, I've read the book, but it's been so long ago that I rarely, I really don't remember that much. Yeah, and I, you know, normally I would have definitely have probably binged the whole thing already, but I got the first four Terminator movies for my birthday uh, two weeks ago, so. I've been kind of watching those. Okay. Uh, I watched Terminator 3 last night. You know, it's it's not, I I mean, I know people say it sucks, but it's, I kind of like it. Yeah. Now, was that before or after Doctor Who? Oh, sorry. I forgot. What? I know. I forgot. Dave. But, but you did watch it today, right? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it yet, but it is available. All right. Yeah. I'm going to watch it tonight, probably. Okay. All I got to do is say, wow, what a follow up to that, uh, mediocre episode we had last week yeah 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 usually i would you know before i watch the new episode i'd you know watch the past week's episode again um just to double my doctor but i'm not going to do that this week that the whole i sleep episode was just ludicrous i just i just deleted it from my dvr so uh (laughs) but before we get to dark angel i just want to mention one thing that's like dave's sign of like the the <laughs> emperor with the thumb down you know like the well, sign of condemnation well <laughs> delete like, it from the dvr like i did with the leftovers they're not even in my queue uh, anymore dude, ah got, but i i have back. hbo go i can you get gotta back. go back right. I know. but but just one thing that i mentioned in in take 521 uh something about supergirl's outfit how you know i really like the show but the outfit wasn't really doing it for me that you know maybe it should be updated since it's 2015, but you know, the maybe more, black leather. Or something well, like and that. I know you don't watch the show and I know I kind of alluded to that, but I, you know, the more I watch it, the more I am perfectly okay with it. And I'm going to let it go. You know what? I'm into it. I like it. And I take back everything I said. Okay. Well, the costumer the designers for Supergirl can now rest easy. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of resting easy, uh, we're going to talk about Dark Angel, episode 10 of season two, Brainiac, 
written by Chip. Or is it Bryniak? <laughs> yeah. Uh, written by Chip Johannesson, who did some 24 X-Files and Millennium. Directed by Stephen Williams, who did 25 episodes of Lost. So, yeah, he's been working. And this one aired on January 11th, 2002. Now, we had a pretty cool co-star in this one, didn't we? We did indeed. One Mr. Terry Chen. A.K.A. With, Curtis Chen. Right. With hair. <laughs> with hair, indeed. Plays uh, one of the S1W members on the run. And, of course, we know him from Continuum. So, Which, you know when S1W sucks as a name? When you're handwriting notes and you have to keep writing it time and time again. Yeah, well, you know what? They suck as a group, too. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, not one of my favorite episodes of the series probably for season two ranking it near the bottom b minus maybe yeah um yeah i'd give it a solid b i, I mean part but, of my, uh, definitely definitely no better than that you know i mean i guess i start thinking like well what is this episode really about that's a good question <laughs> i mean it doesn't really push any of the ongoing story arcs uh it doesn't really develop any characters and okay i guess we could look at it that they're exploring the invisible man motif and okay, I get it. I just sure. Don't that, like you're right. It. That doesn't push any, a like of the ongoing stories or anything. Right. And I mean, we certainly know that Joshua has to become an invisible man, but he, I, I don't think he necessarily feels invisible. You know, he understands he'd like to be out amongst every, uh, amongst people, but he understands. Well, yeah. And that's the ironic kind of, um, twist on, uh, on brain because he wants people to see him, but they can't where Joshua doesn't want to p- people to see him. Like, you know, he doesn't want it to stick out, but he does, you know? Yeah. So each of them, each guy wants what the other has, but both of them end up like kind of hanging in all the time though, as, as a result. Yeah, and I, I suppose we're to remember that the Manticore soldiers, in many cases, have to remain invisible and, and in the shadows, though that doesn't seem to be the case with Brain, since he appears normal, it, just like he's... Uh, but it, well, it, it's almost like supernatural how people just pass him by, you know? Yeah, and, and he has a totally visible barcode. Sure. And, yeah, right. Yeah, because his hair is short, right? Right. And then, you know, then there's the question of his name. Is it Brian and he just misspelled it on his clothing? <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, we, we never learn, do we? Nah. So, uh, well, Alas. One, yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, we see another side of Manticore as evidenced through Brain and his skill set. I mean, we, we saw the, uh, the mermaid a few episodes back and, and certainly she and her mate did have a role in manticore so but it did seem to be more than simply predicting a series of possibilities it it was as if he almost had this second sense yeah he seems to like the door right yeah like how does he know the door says danger on it right i mean he talks about studying the soldiers and obviously particularly mac but but even when they were back at manticore so that he could predict how they would react to different situations in battle but this, like you said, was completely different. He visualized, he saw this whole scenario. Right, yeah, down to that, you know, the minute detail. So, yeah, he did seem like he was almost having an out-of-body experience, I guess. So so what's he been doing this whole time besides stalking Max? Uh, watching a lot of TV. 
Yeah. Now, he hasn't been using his skills for self-interest, a la Alex, so I guess that there is that. There's something, yeah. 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 Unless to get, like, you know, Max's name on the video game. Right, and he has had to get some money to buy all those TVs, that's for sure. Yeah. And if I ever complain... Unless, about, unless, like, unless he stole it. And if I ever have to complain about needing two remotes in my living room... Right. <laughs> oh, right, my right. goodness. Um, Did you get that thing about, like, unless he stole it, like Jessica Jones, her... The guy across the hall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you have my team. All right, we're crossing lines here. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, how does he know that an, an anonymous tip would be called in? See, again, that's not something that I would think would fall under the purview of his training. But, I guess well, we'll- I, yeah, I mean, either A, he's just like got such a super amazing brain that he just can knows exactly what's going to happen based on probability. Or he does have some kind of ESP where he is able to uh, sense things, you know, beyond his the, his own, the immediate things happening around him. Right. So was that something that he just was born with or did they breed that into him? I mean, is he truly an invisible man or is it more than simply his genetic engineering that makes people look past him? I, did they design him to be, you know. Well, and how do you design clairvoyance, right? Well, Yeah. right yeah it's like i'm not sure how they can do that but yeah all right now obviously at first we're wondering you know what his fixation is with max but we learned that pretty quickly that he's just got a crush on her sure which is understandable um cute girl hanging around and likes you know the, the the shaved head look and 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 speaking of jessica alba if you haven't been to the sci-fi tv rewatch facebook group wayne posted a taylor swift video up there that feature well I, it, it doesn't feature but jessica alba is in it towards the end yes along with other apparently um a lot of disney stars because my daughters were pointing those out to me yeah i said to my wife i said I, i'm probably supposed to know who these people are but um all right so we mentioned the theme of the invisible man and, and you know even though we see max watching the classic film on television later in the episode I guess we're supposed to consider Ralph Ellison's concepts instead. I mean, that that certainly I think is more important to, you know, what's going on in the episode than. Yeah, absolutely. The guy who's like in society, but outside of it at the same time, you know, the person who physically lives, breathes and exists, but yet existentially uh, does not. Right, and in the same way, Ellison's character goes underground. Brain has essentially gone underground. In this case, to be able to save Max's life one day. Right. And, you know, he, he even mentions that, that he knows what's going to happen before it happens. And, and you know, that there's a lot of responsibility, and, and i got to believe a lot of um, angst that goes with it as well. Absolutely. Well, you know, he has ways of coping. Yep. Now, we've got the invisible traitor within the S1W, this group, you mentioned it at the top of the show about the, just having to type it out, but they seem so innocuous and inept that they- well, de- yeah, inept, I think would be a better word than innocuous. They yeah. deserve to be in jail. Yeah, like as you know, a you know, organization for whatever their goal is, who even knows what that is, they seem to be you know, overall like, you know, pretty bad at, at what, they, what do. they do. <laughs> you know, like- you know, like outside, like we'll start with like the really crappy name 
S1W, like seriously? I, I'm sure it has some meaningful that it stands for, but on the surface, it's just like a crappy name. It looks like a Canadian address. I don't know if you've ever noticed any of these <laughs> things. No. Um, yeah. But, um, you, you know, what are they doing? I mean, who are they fighting against? I assume the same kinds of people that uh, Logan is, but. Right. But they're always getting caught. Right. Right. They have like, there's only like four of them and they, they can't figure out who the traitor is. Like maybe it's the guy who, you know, keeps hanging around the police or something like that. You know, like there's only four of you. It's not like, it's like a big witch hunt to figure it out. You know, yep. you got a 25% chance. Right. Now, even we, if you pick someone at random. Right, right. Now, you know, we certainly notice it, but brain notices it as well that Max helps Asha even though he recognizes that both of them are in love with Logan. So, uh, you know, th- th- I guess the storyline gets pushed a teensy bit ahead for the shippers. It does, but it you know, still does it, though. Because, yeah, you're right. You know, like they can't, like, physically, you know, do anything. Which, actually, I know this is, like, taking a tangent, but did you know that condoms cannot hold back the zombie virus? I didn't. It's a true story. Wow. I found that out on iZombie two weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> oh, I wonder if the, uh, uh, you know, the federal government's site has that up they, they might have to. They might have to tighten up uh, the regulations on prophylactics yeah. to, uh, you know, keep out the zombie gene. All right. Well, opening scene, we see Asha, who really doesn't look all that good. I mean, she, no, she, she looks a little rough in the beginning. Yeah. Ask- it is still Ashley Scott, so well, right. looking rough is, you know. Yeah, relative. Right. Uh, so she asks Logan to get word to eyes only so he can make a statement that's going to take the heat off the S1W. And then we cut to, you know, the big guy who we later learn is Brain sitting in the room filled with TVs, each showing a different show. And he seemingly causes the streaming freedom video to go active. But then obviously we learn that he's just predicting right. that it's going to come on. I'm not, right. again, I'm not sure how he knows that, but. Shows up he in just, the arcade. He knows these things, man. Oh, I know. It was like the the kid in, um, I, I think it was the first or second. Maybe it was the second X Men movie. Um, there's like a little kid, uh, and he can just he blinks his eyes, and the TV changes. Oh channels, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. would be pretty, pretty. I guess actually probably a pretty annoying power to have as you blink a lot. You know, you're just like trying to watch TV, and you keep blinking and changing the channel. You're like son of a guy. I hear you. Know? So, all right, well, next thing you know, he shows up in an arcade. He's kicking ass on some first-person shooter game that he claims to have never played before. And we think he's the one that called in the anonymous tip because the next thing you know, Seattle PD's storming in, arrest the S1W members, including Asha. And it turns out that they've been operating out of the back of the video arcade. But uh, now, was this the one where he's got his hands up too? He wants to get arrested, yeah. or or is yeah, it- he looks like a little hurt that they don't arrest him, you know. So I, I never suspected him at all, just because even after the cops round up all of S one W without much of a fight, uh, then he's still out there with his hands in the air. Even after the truck rolls out, he's still standing there with his hands in the air. It's like it's sad. Well, it is, and I wonder didn't he expect that that would be what happens so did he have his hands up in the air so that they wouldn't notice him <laughs> i mean it seems to contradict what you would think but right i think he just 
you know, like test it out every now and then. Like, okay, I'm going to, today I'm going to be noticed. Someone's going to notice me, you know, and he figured, here's my big shot. And then they just, they oh. still didn't. He's like, damn. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about that. It makes sense. I, I just thought of it. Yeah. All right. So, so Max goes to the arcade to scope it out, recovers Asha's backpack. Alex shows up revealing that, of course, he knew Asha was in the group and, Hey, she's got my number in her little black book. So that, that's why I'm here because, you know, I, I can't let that out. And turns out he, she actually didn't. Yeah. And then he's like, do, do girls ever actually pretend to write your number down? And Max is kind of like, you know, again, there's either scathing or pitying looks that she reserves just for Alec, you know? Exactly. And then, but then what we do discover is the high score on the machine that, that brain put up there is signed as Max with a little heart. I wonder yeah. how you made the heart. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's nice. Well, he's really smart, so, you know. Yeah, good point. All right, so Max and Alec go to Brain's place. He's clearly been expecting them. You know, he, he we, we see that whole scene, uh, you know, where he's putting on the shaving, uh, you know, the aftershave, brushing his hair, brushing his teeth, you know, of course, to no, to no end. But uh, the next thing you know, they've got yeah. him duct taped. And Logan's there now, yep. and he hears well, Logan. There's, there's really, there's kind of like, again, we we do build a lot of sympathy for Brain early on because like that scene where he's um, telling his neighbor out by the, the mailbox, asking if she can get his mail for him or something like that, you know, because he's expecting. Oh, and she, and, she just. And she, yeah, she's like, oh, were you talking to me? It's just. Like, man, it's like you just really, really feel bad for this guy. Oh, yeah, he should, just blows him off. And uh, yeah. so he overhears Logan mention that the SPD is moving S1W to a federal facility and that he's going to rescue Asha and all the others. And Brain overhears it and says, uh, that plan's got a 92% failure rate. And, and Logan's taken aback and, in fact, a little pissed off, I think. Yeah. He's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, I'm the guy who makes the plans around here. Shut up. Right. Uh, and then at the end, he tells Max to break an egg, which, of course, at that point, we have no idea what it actually means. Yep. All right. So Max and Alex hijack that prisoner bus, but the guard activates the silent alarm, and obviously they're being seriously pursued. It all seems hopeless, which, you know, we don't really see them in scenes that, that appear to be hopeless. I mean, look, they've been in plenty of tight squeezes, no question. But even Max seemed to think, you know, we're going to get caught here. Yeah. Right. And, and then all of a sudden she sees the road sign that's stating break an egg, which I guess was an advertisement for some kind of a, you know, restaurant or diner yeah, or something, something like yeah. that. So I'm not sure what possesses her to drive through the sign, but she obviously gets on the good side of the train tracks as a moving train comes by and affords her protection. Right. Well, see, here's the thing about like oracles and the f predicting the future and stuff, because like if he was able to predict all this stuff, why didn't he say, oh, as the cops are about to catch you, just drive straight across the tracks through the break and egg sign, right? Let's be clear about this since you know exactly what's going to happen rather than just this kind of obscure telling her to break an egg, at which point she might have just seen the sign and been like, what does that mean? Oh, oh the cops got me, damn it. Right, so you know? I guess then it becomes a question, 
how much does he really know? I mean, we did see, you know, you know, his view of the scene inside the warehouse where, you know, it was totally accurate, but we wonder whether he gets bits and pieces, you know, maybe, you know, that was the case there. Yeah, maybe. We then learn that he is an X five who was developed as an IT concentrate, a battle processor. And uh, he says he can see his and Max's future using data algorithms and that he's been designed to extrapolate possibilities of future events. And, uh, you know, like we said earlier, he was designed to basically be like this little mini command center, I guess, that could probably deploy soldiers depending on what the situation is. But he can do it with a little bit more information because he knows how they'll react in certain situations, I guess. Yeah. And I think pro- probably maybe when push comes to shove, when the X-5s are put into action, that he would be like the strategic command, you know? Yeah. Right, right. I guess, it, you know, not up with the forward lines, right. but but rather in reserve. But he does tell Max that he didn't betray the S-1W, but he knows that it was somebody in the group. Well, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so max takes again there's like four of them man like how hard is this to hash out well and, and of course you and i and probably every fan of continuum is convinced that terry chen <laughs> well you is, know i actually was convinced it was the the guy who got shot like he's like like you know no one else got shot there you know it just seems like this you know like they discount him because because he got shot, which is stupid. Because if you like, you want a good informant, like he might be the first guy I would shoot, like non lethally, but put a bullet in him somewhere, and that makes him look like he's definitely not the informant. You know, it's like this credibility is gone, goes through the roof, right? Well, of course, that's what Brain says. That's why he discounts him as as a likely candidate, right? Which is crazy, especially for someone as smart as Brain. You should know better. Yeah, good. All right, so Max takes Brain to Logan's to try to figure out the identity of the informant tells her he can't tell i'm not optimized for this so we're thinking okay what is he optimized for what just to only watch max and apparently he's optimized for love well apparently that's what it is because (laughs) i guess the other soldiers that he was probably assigned to are are you know in the wind or dead right i mean obviously most of max's x5 brothers and sisters are are either dead or sure so or, or still out there somewhere. Right, right. right. And, and so then we get the scene where he remembers Max from their childhood Manticore days. And it was really interesting, I think, for me. And, and it was interesting to see how Max reacted when he told her that, you know, he, he really, you know, longed to be with her and her friends because it looked like they were having fun running through the woods and all that. And she's like, dude, that was not fun. Right. But to him... You know, who's so isolated and alone, like, he's just terribly, terribly lonely, right? Like, people don't even notice him. Like, it goes beyond just being isolated. Like, even when you're in a group, no one sees you. And so his greatest desire, like we said before, is just to be in a group, to have a family. Right. And you mentioned feeling bad for him in a number of scenes, and this is certainly one where she tells him, she doesn't remember him. I mean, yeah, that's one thing about Max. She's honest. And, and I mean, not that sure. she goes out of her way to deliberately hurt people, you know, the whole, you know, do I look fat in these jeans? But, you know, she's not going to lie. She she doesn't remember him. It, it's clear he's obsessed with learning everything he can about her. 
<laughs> and then he says he was disappointed because there was a 0.5% chance that she was going <laughs> to lean over and kiss him. And yeah. I really... I think that might be uh, overreaching a little bit. Well, on, but on I, I really loved her reaction because she she has a smile on her face. Really, I, look, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, uh, but it's just really genuine, warm smile that, that she's clearly touched by him saying that. Sure. So... It was, it was yeah, in how he was kind of cute, how he like kind of just said that, right? Yeah. Like, I'll admit, I thought you were going to kiss me. I was disappointed. Yep. All right. Well, for the shippers that are shipping Logan and Max, and I mean, isn't that pretty much everybody? Logan's arranged for Asha and the other members of S1W to get to Canada. But clearly, that's a problem for her. And after he gets off the phone with her, Alex says, what in the world did they see in you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That was good. That was yeah. Good. He he gets a lot of good funny lines in the show. Yeah. Um, all right. So so Max goes to Spring Brain, who you know in that scene allows himself to get arrested and buy Max and the others a little bit more time to get away. And then of course he's got the sprained ankle. They really did a nice job filming because obviously Jessica Alba could not carry that guy on her back. Right. And and it clearly was not a stunt woman because you know we we saw from uh, you know the frontal shot there. But that's when he asks, "What's the point of knowing everything and doing nothing about it?" And it's as if he's had this epiphany that he's just been in the background running numbers, running these scenarios constantly, but he's never really done anything. He's never really lived. And and so like even being arrested for him is probably kind of cool, right? Right, and because it, he's like now people. Hey, someone noticed me, you know. Like finally, right, and it's like that first step, and it's almost as if the momentum that that first step leads to, he, he can't stop, and obviously, it ultimately leads to his death. But you know, at least he died living, right? So yeah, 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 definitely. All right, so he's got this vision of Max following voices in a warehouse, the S1W and, and the person who betrayed them. And, he, you know, that, that door, you know, we were talking about a few minutes ago, sees her running and it says like danger, do not enter or something like that. And, and he even, I don't think he tells her the whole thing, but, you know, he, he got the salient point, danger. Uh, she opens the door and shot by the person on the other side. And, and Max notices that, you know, he, he's not real happy with what it is he's seen, but he doesn't tell her what he saw. Right. And I'm wondering how, yep. how this coincides with his training. I mean, is this the kind of thing he was trained to do? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's just a, a, you know, some sort of a happy accident, I guess, if you will, I got to tell you, I didn't expect to see one copy, let alone two copies of leaves of grass oh right uh we see it on the cop's desk and yes. and he realizes the brain well, this is a very literate society dave yeah it is he realizes that they're simply using an old cia trick to send coded messages and the copy that got into ash's backpack by mistake you know is how we learn eventually the identity of the informant when he asks her for the book back from her but you know that right. when you really get down to it like sending messages through Walt Whitman's poetry. I mean, like probably a lot of people would see that and be like, 
dude, why are you reading poetry? You know, like it, it kind of draws attention to something like it's the exact opposite of what you would want, which is like not draw attention to Well, it, yeah. but on the other hand, it's like, you know, it's almost like, well, here, you want to read it? No, 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 no I'm good. You, you keep it. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but it does have that love poem in it that comes up. And of course we think that it's somehow being written by Asha to Logan. Right. And I think Max thinks the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it does push that kind of the conflict between her and Asha, which is a conflict, but not a conflict, I guess, you know, like how they're, they're still like buddies and they, and they have a, I guess a quote unquote professional relationship where, you know, they, they work together and they got each other's back and stuff like that. But on the other hand, they're both very aware that they both dig the same guy. Right. But I guess one of the fundamental differences is that Max would just as soon not be involved in all of this and just disappear into the woodwork, be invisible. Whereas Asha really is fighting for a cause. You know, she is one of these people that, that wants to fight to make things right for everyone, uh, but especially, I guess, the little guy. Or blunder and make well, things good kind point. of right if you actually didn't screw up so much. Like, <laughs> Right. But, I mean, Max <laughs> becomes the reluctant hero. Sure. So, All right. So Brain asks Max how he looks. And we're, we're wondering, you know, because she doesn't lie. And he tells him magnificent, which is apparently all he needed to hear. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Max's new glasses are also magnificent. I mean, I, I like those, <laughs> those yellow tinted ones she had back in season one. And then she had another pair that was darker in, in season two. But this is a third pair still. And these may be my favorite yet. You know, Dave. You didn't notice them. Notice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, not, not at all. But I'll take your word for it, though. All right. So so she's got brain on the back of her bike. They go to confront the informant, but once they arrive, the police are also on the scene. And this may be the best stunt of the entire two seasons when she takes out those cops with the rear tire on her bike. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but it might even be later. But that is like a really, and I remember seeing him like, man, that is a kick-ass stunt. Yep. You know, it's that's not CGI. That's no. that's like they really did that. They really did a, a an endo flip the the wheel back wheel over and smack it into a cop. Yep. Couple cops, right, actually, right. Think, right. But now we know that this is the scenario that Brain envisioned with Max getting shot. She, right. She sees the door that he described, but at the same time, Brain realizes that he needs to save Max. And then when you know everything's happening, he ends up taking a bullet for her, and you know then then pulls her close. To, I guess the idea is that they're pretending to be dead, and then he tells her, you know, that really that that final heart-wrenching line i just wanted to be seen by you yeah well and this is kind of where i think that his ability to not be noticed is goes beyond just like just people don't notice him like i mean like it's almost like a supernatural ability that he just grabs her and people still run by you know all right so then we're finally we're back at logan's damn it he tells no. asha that she and the other s1w members don't have to go to canada after all 
because <laughs> the police records have been wiped. But did you want Asha to go though, right? No, I didn't. But you're just such a shipper. I know. Man. No, I know. It's just so sad. Well, it'll be okay. No, I love it. Um, but you gotta love it the the candy bar melted on the police system server ruined the data i'm thinking like if we were still doing our really yeah exactly you know i'm gonna say it really really dark angel right right. but they did make a point of of showing him multiple times eating candy bars so it wasn't just as if it was thrown in there at the end or was or was but do you like 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 seriously, a candy bar getting into the server is going to crash the whole thing, and now they've lost all the records. So, I mean, what are the ramifications really for the entire justice system? <laughs> well, we got this serial killer here, but damn it, that chocolate computer—we got to let him go. Well, it's corrupt anyway. So, what difference does it make? You know, <laughs> right? All right. So then, Logan tells Asha that he has to do a favor for someone. Uh, you know, she asks him to come out with them. I guess presumably to celebrate the fact that they got away with. I'm not sure what they got away with, but uh, yeah. <laughs> what exactly did happen? Uh, ran around a lot, and they're in the same place still. Right, but uh, we see Max. Do they not know who they are? No. Like, like they. I mean, they were arrested, right? Yeah. So I, I assume that they know the identity, your identity. Like, so just because the, the old records are gone, does that mean like there's? Not someone at the police station who remembers, hey, remember those S1Ws we just, we should just maybe go and round them up again. What do you think? I think even Walter would remember. Right. Yeah. All right. So, Walter uh, White? Yeah. So, so we see Max watching the black and white version of the Invisible Man, the H.G. Wells version, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure has anything to do with actually this show. Uh, and then we get to the closing scene. And another thing I learned through science fiction is that H.G. Wells was a woman. What? No. Did you see? Oh, you didn't watch Warehouse 13. I didn't. Ah, okay. All right. So we see Max is at Brains, and the favor we find out is for Max. Eyes Only comes on proclaiming Brain a hero after having been invisible his entire life, and, and we see a big picture of him on the screen, and she just wanted people to see him, and I think Logan understood as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that was like... Right, all he wanted was to to be noticed, and so fi- you know, finally he, you know, like, hey, everyone, check it out, yeah, like, and th- he really drives home the point, right? Logan does, and um, or eyes only, eyes open, but you know, so so there, you know, unfortunately, is posthumously, but all the same, yeah. Right? Um, and then I think in a fitting final final scene alex shows up and he's planning to move into brain's place and of course he's already got the guy there to take away a lot of the tvs because he's already sold most of them as well he's going to keep one for himself but (laughs) so yeah that's that's classic yeah so you know i mean a good episode i enjoyed it i just you know not not one of my favorites yeah yeah it was it was good Uh, you know i did um i really liked the character of Brain. You know, I liked him a lot. Um, thought the actor did a good job. No, I, I agree, yeah. And, and everything. Um, it's actually, you know, obviously whenever they bring a character in like this, a lot of times the character's dead by the end of it or has to go away to Canada or something. Uh, but I was hoping he would maybe survive and, you know, be on again because I really just his character was cool. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Got 
Bar- well, I don't think he's coming back. Well, no, 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 but I mean, we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be some. Look, we had a mer- we had a mermaid. Yeah, not to mention on the uh, the Halloween episode, right? Even though that was a dream, I mean, but still, I assume that those you know maybe are yep. actual um, transgenics that are out there. Yeah. So who knows what else is out there? Who knows? But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see more of White next episode. And you know his storyline because that's pretty yeah. intriguing. That was kind of disappointing well, I hope to someone not kicks his ass as well. Well, again, but geez, what is this organization? That's you know how far back does it go? So, so we'll see. Apparently, a long ass time. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, want to thank you for joining us tonight. We'd love to hear from you about Dark Angel, Firefly, or anything else you think we should be watching. I'd like to encourage you to join the Facebook group, and if you're already a member, spread the word emails to sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the speak pipe tab which you can access through the website and we'll be back but we'll be taking a detour next week when we look at the pilot episode of marvel's latest offering jessica jones which has just been released on netflix but until then so dave i don't know if you saw the most recent uh, the couple new uh reviews and comments left on uh, itunes about the podcast I just like to read the the latest one because it's pretty good. It said, uh, "You know, the sci-fi TV rewatch has zero respect for authority, erratic behavior, lots of unexplained absences." <laughs>